welcome to episode 4 of Gachstring. Today I want to talk a little bit about something called roleplay incentive. So when you're playing a roleplay game, it seems, or at least it seems to me, fairly obvious that roleplay would be at least a little bit important to it. But, depending on how you play, how your players play, and the game you're playing, may not always be so obvious. Um, one good example of this is some of your players may not actually be comfortable with roleplay for any number of reasons. Um, they may simply just not be uh, geared to um, design characters of the depth required for um, really engaging roleplay. Or they may just be shy or be with a group they're not comfortable with yet, so they're not quite prepared to open up as quickly as other role players might. Or you may be playing a game which focuses on something else primarily besides the roleplay aspect. Um, for instance, uh, a lot of uh, games like along the D20 um, the lines of D20 games are, by their system, uh, more focused on the combat and the storytelling coming from the DM, and players uh, react to that to whatever degree they do. Whereas if you play a game more like Fate, it starts with and it ends with the interaction and the roleplay of the players through their characters. So it really it depends a lot on the system that you're doing, and it depends on the players that you're doing. Um, but one thing I see in uh, forums and threads and uh, chats about creating roleplay games is the idea of including elements which are uh, described as roleplay incentive. And for the longest time I thought that was fairly insane because you know, why, if your, role, if your players aren't role-playing to maybe a degree that you want, then to me, or at least at the time, it seemed like either A, you need to find some different players who are more oriented towards role-play, or B, you, or B, you need to add something to your game um, which makes the roleplay more um, engaging, i.e. Uh, there needs to be a deeper story or more open-ended character creation that allows players to really just be what they want and um, roleplay a little bit more naturally. Um, but of course, uh, what, what a roleplay incentive subsystem is, is it's, aside from a story and aside from character creation options, it's systems that allow players to engage in roleplay more. So, for instance, D&D doesn't really have too many roleplay incentives, in particular in the combat. You select an action and you do an action, and so there's not really a lot of roleplay in there. It's just you pick what you do and you do it, and you roll some dice. Um, which is fine, because that allows for, you know, quick um, hard, crunchy combat, which a lot of people find um, engaging in its own. It's more like um, a 
a video game or a uh, card game kind of an element um, aside from the RP, and the RP is going to go on for the most part outside of the combat. And a lot of people will actually homebrew in um, situations where they can enhance attacks uh, using roleplay, and that's, that's an example of a roleplay incentive. When the mechanics allow you to do mechanical system-oriented actions through the use of roleplay. So, to be more specific, a, an example of a roleplay incentive system would be you can choose to an attack and you will do X amount of damage, or you can choose to roleplay how you attack and you'll get, say, like a modifier to your attack. So it will um, give players a reason to, rather than just charge forward and murder everything, to think about how and why they're attacking in order to get better perks in their combat, which affect them mechanically. I have, um, I have a mixed opinion on doing this for a few reasons, which I will talk to you about in the next segment. about the cons of roleplay incentive first. Um, the most obvious reason that comes to mind is that the roleplay will be a lot less natural. If players are only roleplaying so that they can have a mechanical bonus, then to me that says they're not engaged at the core of the roleplay aspect of the game. If, role play, if uh, players roleplay because they want to roleplay, because they find their characters engaging, they find the world engaging, they find the lore engaging, that will be a much more natural, a much more organic, and a much more fulfilling roleplay experience. If players are only roleplaying so they can get perks, then to me the roleplay will be a lot less meaningful. They'll only roleplay when they can get perks, and outside of that they probably won't really be engaged with the roleplay again. So you'll have situations where you'll have um, extreme ups and downs of roleplay and levels of engagement that can be really disruptive, disruptive to the, the flow of a game. So to me, to put in a roleplay incentive in a game where roleplay isn't as important as the system itself, the mechanics of the system, then it's sort of an artificial life support. And in that case, um, to me, it seems like the, the creators of the game should probably step back and allow players to decide how they want to play. Their game may be a game more like D20 where it's very crunchy and it's the crunch that players enjoy. So players that play heavy systems are going to play D&D and enjoy it and find their own way to inject roleplay. So putting a, a roleplay incentive in, in could end up just adding this 
um, unnecessary mechanic that the kinds of people who play that game anyway will find probably um, irritating and unnecessary. Um, that is to say, players who are playing a game for its low RP, high crunch, are gonna find moments where they have to RP to be just not, not um, cohesive with the rest of the system. The second most obvious reason not to include a roleplay incentive is because of the level that it can be abused. If you put it in a situation, as I described in the first segment, where the DM can grade a player on their inclusion of roleplay in order to get a mechanical perk, um, there has to be a very mechanical way to measure this, otherwise it is going to be abused very aggressively. So if you tie mechanics to roleplay, then again, the players aren't roleplaying for the sake of roleplay, because it's fun, they're roleplaying just to get perks. So there's going to be a point where players are cramming in this pseudo roleplay in everywhere, and they're going to be probably disputing with the DM as to what they should get and how good or bad their roleplay was, and that's just another situation where you're going to have disruption where there didn't need to be disruption before. So adding in a roleplay incentive can just create a just extra bloat to a mechanic that would be hard to measure and easy to abuse unless it's very um, carefully constructed, which again comes back to the idea of having a crunch system over a roleplay system. If you have a game that's very carefully metered and measured, you have a crunchy game that's low RP. If you have a game with few rules and open-ended ideas, then you have a high RP type of game. So adding in a, an incentive to either of those, um, a hard measured out uh, bonus system for RPing, um, opposes both concepts. On the contrary, the pros as to why you would include roleplay incentive are fairly obvious. Um, and that's just simply to give players one extra fun little way to um, add in their roleplay, maybe in a, a high crunch system where there isn't any particular reason to roleplay. Now there is a reason to roleplay. So it, uh, it opens up um, different aspects of the game to inject roleplay into it where there may not have been a, a real solid place for it before. So roleplay incentive conceptually is um, a very good tool for creators to ensure that the roleplay part of their game stays in. As a creator, the, the main thing that you do is create the system. That is your, your main concern because if the system doesn't work, um, there's not much point to to playing the game part of it. It might as well you just take the world and you you can put any system on it then, which is you know it's um, un, it, a lack of success then on the part of the creator. So we concern ourselves more most with the system, and then after creating the system, we begin to panic a little bit about the role play. 
and it's at that point that um, I think creators start really worrying and wondering if they should start um, injecting these uh, sub-mechanics to um, almost force players to have a reason to roleplay rather than to allow players to play however they most naturally are going to. As you've probably guessed by now, uh, my initial idea towards roleplay incentive mechanics have been um, skepti skeptical at best. But as is the way of things, um, with recent developments with the current book, Shades of Galgrieve, I have been opening up more and more to the idea of a roleplay incentive mechanic. With the creation of Gachbuster, I finished my core mechanics as much as I wanted to, so the crunch of the system is, for all practical purposes, done. The hard mechanics of combat, the hard mechanics of using abilities, and the hard mechanics of character creation is complete. So what I would consider the crunch of the system is as good as it's going to be, pretty much, um, with the exception of tweaks here and there. Um, with new books, I expect changes will occur. Um, so with the writing of Shades of Galgrieve, I had very little new system that I could really consider making for it. I thought it would be a matter of sitting down and writing the, a lore and a story and creating a world for players to play with using the Gachbuster system. That was the the hope and the dream, but as a roleplay game creator, that's not how it always goes, and inspiration strikes in surprising and unexpected ways. So as a roleplay game creator, I like... I, uh, I really like making the systems. That to me is the, the fun part. I really enjoy writing and writing lore. But I really enjoy the unique puzzle feeling of being able to sit down and sort out how to create mechanics that will function consistently and that will only enhance the experience of the game. And with the continued work of Shades of Galgrieve, I found areas where I think Gachbuster fell short a little and did not convey the level of roleplay that I wanted to. Um, I, my goal for creating Gachbuster was to create a low crunch game, and I'm not sure I succeeded quite as much as I had intended. So with the writing of the new book, I find myself actually creating somewhat subconsciously roleplay incentive mechanics, and so far I have three. As of yesterday, I thought up my third fairly spontaneously, um, just as how I was wording a uh, joke to myself while thinking over another podcast of a game I had been listening to. So systems happen to creatives, they just happen. Um, and now my 
concept of roleplay incentive has completely switched. I'm beginning to understand uh, why it, they may they may actually be necessary. Um, and the goal might I think for a roleplay incentive should not be to force players to roleplay so much as to support roleplay. So if you're testing your, your game and you find that people don't roleplay, you have a high crunch game, naturally, and your, your reaction to this should not be that I need to put things in that will make it so players have to roleplay if they want this or that. So much as I need to put things in that function perfectly within my crunch system but allow players to do more things that will permit and give them position if they choose to roleplay. And that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm fiddling with two, three concepts, um, one of which is highly crunchy and is directly related to combat and ability usage but which ask players to um, enhance their choice of actions with roleplay in order to deploy um, new sets of abilities, essentially. And it ties into their talents, and it ties into their abilities, and it ties into skills. And it sort of bundles up all the actions of combat um, with these new moves in order to make their character, um, first of all, more interesting in combat, and also to allow for quirky um, expressions, quirkier expressions of their characters. And the other system I'm working on is a tie-in to the world, because world building is extremely important Gachbuster. So it gives the world memory of characters roleplay, better memory of characters roleplay. Um, and it gives the GMs new tools to bring back around, basically, um, karma for their actions. Um, and it also allows for a counter that uh, players can sort of uh, be proud of their characters for their actions and uh, f mechanically focus on choosing their actions in roleplay in order to cause certain things to happen in the game. And the uh, third mechanic is the one I uh, mentioned briefly in the last system that was inspired by Pathfinder. No, the third system is, um, the, the first one I mentioned is the one inspired by Pathfinder. The third system is a, is a uh, very open-ended way for players to um, choose uh, details about their character, basically. Um, so it ties back in the character development. It gives players a reason to develop their, their character, or even on the spur of the moment, make decisions about their character and their character species and their history in order to um, basically use as a rescue and also to uh, use to create abilities that are not normally accessible or, 
or in the game even at all. So there's a toolkit for GNs to create um, mechanic bo mechanical bonuses for characters through the use of roleplay. So these are three examples of the roleplay systems that I have so far created for Shades of Galgrieve, and now my focus for Galgrieve has significantly changed to be... Um, I want it to feel more like a continuous evolution of the character, and that was at the heart of my concept for Gachbuster. And now as this game is going to be way more story-oriented, I think that adding roleplay incentives are at least mandatory for me as the creator in this game. So, Gachbuster, the base system is done, and I feel like that will almost be a footnote in this game as the new roleplay-oriented uh, mechanics are becoming increasingly more important to me as the system creator and as I think um, as I conceptualize how the game will be played. So there can definitely be a toxic application of roleplay systems, or roleplay incentives, and there can definitely be a good application of roleplay incentives. So you need to carefully consider, um, if you're going to include these, how it can be abused and if the abuse of them is concerning to you. For instance, one of my systems definitely can be abused, but um, due to the nature of Gachbuster, um, high-powered characters are not really too much of a concern. <laughs> so, abuse away, basically, would be my reaction to the, the use of the system. But that is not necessarily going to be the case for a lot of systems. So, that's something to carefully consider, how it can be abused, um, and if that's a worry, and if it will interfere with the normal roleplay. And the goal is, of course, to make a roleplay incentive that fits in as subtly as possible with the crunch and with the open-endedness of your game. So, I hope this has been helpful discussion of roleplay incentive to you. I hope this will make roleplay incentive um, make a little bit more sense for you if you're considering using it. And if you have any questions about a roleplay incentive mechanic or any mechanic you've been considering for your game, feel free to leave a message for me and I will be more than glad to talk about it and uh, discuss all your concerns in another episode, perhaps tomorrow's episode. So thank you so much for listening, and I will be back tomorrow with another interesting discussion on Gachspree. Have a great day.